0: ambar garcia
1: and Derek eagleton it is wednesday march 7th 2018 season 13 episode number 104 welcome to another edition of the break live from the swbc mortgage studios at the star happy to be back in studio with all of our crew here it seems like it's in the off season seems like way too much time between uh our shows and actually we'll have a little bit of a disconnect again next week i'll be out next week and then maybe back for a week and then out for like two or three weeks after that so Cool. We'll figure out something to keep us uh, keep us going here. How's everybody doing this morning?
2: Great. Everybody
1: Thanks good? for asking. Good. I think we're doing bien. well. Muy bien. Muy bien, Muy bien
3: gracias. You
1: Muy, bien. Muy bien. You didn't say You said more brand That's not what I said. <laughs> How are <laughs> we doing, guys? Hey, Jason. Hey. Coach. Thank you, Amber. You did that well. <laughs> How are you this morning? Bien. Yeah?
3: Yeah. Good. All right. Good. Trying to practice my English again. It's been a while. <laughs>
1: So. I saw that. Was that a dig at us or was that a dig at your Spanish? I don't English know. I mean, it what, was what cool to find to out that
3: I was on the show again. So I <laughs> was those that same. don't know,
1: I think Amber was taking a shot cause she wasn't on the show last week, but yeah, we're okay. We're good. It's been a
3: while. It's been yeah, a
1: while. She's been on vacation though. How'd that go? It
3: Pretty was good? great. Yeah. Great time. Uh, Glad to be back in uh, my land where people <laughs> speak my language. So that was good. <laughs> my yeah. land. But I'm glad to be back in uh, my other land. Good. My other homeland.
2: Good, good. Land sounds so <laughs> official.
3: I wow. land, and then this is the homeland.
2: Oh. Uh, States. Yeah, got it. Good. Great.
3: From when I go through homeland security, you know?
2: <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. How are we doing,
1: guys?
3: Anyways. <laughs> talk some right. cowboys. DeMarcus. Let's talk some cowboys.
1: We got a lot to talk about. There is um free agency starts next week, next Wednesday, I think it is. uh Free agency will begin. Cowboys will have some free agents that they will have to decide on what they're going to do with those guys, uh, as will all teams around the league. And then, um, but before we get to that, and I want to go through our list of free agents that the Cowboys will have to make decisions on. But before we get to that, I do want to talk about Demarcus Lawrence. Who this last? Uh, just in the last couple of days, the Cowboys have made it official. They have put the franchise tag on him. Um, so let's start first with kind of the basics of that. How much it, with this deal? How much is Demarcus Lawrence guaranteed? And what's left for the Cowboys from the standpoint of the amount they have under the cap at this point? Twelve dollars. Twelve dollars. That's
4: how much they have right now under the cap. Mm. Maybe like ten fifty, depending on. Oh, I'm just kidding. It's a, it's down there. It's not
1: a lot. It's not a lot.
4: Man, they they can move things around.
2: I mean, it just sounds dramatic. I've been, but like I've been trying to get to the bottom of that because depending on where you look, there's about nine different answers. Like, that's why that range from like. Hundred
1: and fifty thousand, or, or no? I saw. I think the highest one I saw was like one point five million. There's some, and as low as twelve
2: thousand dollars. There's some that have them even as high as seven million when you include rollover from last year's, because the Cowboys spent the least of anybody in the league against the salary cap last year, so, and you can roll some of that money over. Uh, uh So again, I mean, and that all factors in. They're working with not a lot of money, however you want to look at it. I think it's more than twelve thousand dollars, but it's not a lot. Um. But I'll be totally honest with you. I don't. I don't know any projection that I 100% trust that is 100% accurate. But with the tag, the tag this year set to cost 17.5 million dollars, it's fully guaranteed. Which I think this is worth pointing out. Demarcus has signed his tender, which you don't have to do. I mean, if you remember, Dez famously did not sign it. He held out all the way till the July deadline, threatened many times not to play unless he got his five-year deal which he did, I think, three hours before the deadline passed. Uh, so DeMarcus is cool with this. He's you know, it, he's going to play on the one-year deal. Uh, if they can get something done before the season starts, great. But it's, from hearing his quotes that he's given in the, to a couple other reporters out there, it sounds like he's ready to do a prove-it deal and try to really break the bank next year. Um,
1: which, at his position, is a very oh,
2: doable thing if he can have another year like he had last he year. He has double-digit sacks again next year he'll be in position where he can command a staggering amount of money. Because
4: that's one of those positions where it's not, you know, defensive ends are never really tagged to wins and losses. No one cares about wins and losses. You have one stat. That's really it. You have one stat. No one cares about tackles and tackles for loss and where your defense was ranked. You could be one of the worst teams, but if you get 17 sacks,
1: like Dwight Freeney kind of made a career out of that. And think about that. That means – one play a game. How many snaps are there defensively in a game? Yeah. 60, 70? Yeah. You get one sack per game, and you're going to be among the league leaders. So you're right. It, it, and, it's not to, and I don't want to diminish it. It's no, a hard it's thing a to get to the deal. quarterback and bring him down. That's hard. But the fact of the matter is, if you can do that once a game, you will set yourself up. He's setting, he would set himself up for a really nice contract. Now, here's the question. Even after this year, the Cowboys could come back and franchise him again next year, correct? I mm-hmm. could. It would be expensive, very, but they certainly could do it, right? Yeah, it
2: would be very expensive to do that. Yeah,
1: um,
4: <laughs> but yeah, they could. I think the vibe in the building too is is let's let's let them do it again. I, I think they're more afraid of. You think they're okay with that too? I really do. I think the seventeen million is what he's going to play on them. I don't. I, yeah, they could
2: try to get another deal. But oh, and to be clear, I agree with you, and that's you know, Steven said this at the combine last week before this happened. That yeah, it looks dire in terms of the cap when you're carrying that um that kind of charge but they're fine and they're comfortable with where they are they believe that they can get done what they want to get done without having to do anything and somebody asked me this morning you know people keep saying like cap casualties there don't have to be any like that i mean they could you know the des thing is famous you know it's well documented people have talked about orlando skandrick but this isn't like past years where they've got to make decisions to get under the cap. Like, even with this charge, they're they're fine.
3: Hopefully he doesn't get hurt. That's what, one of the things that I think about. And, you know, good for him that he got this this deal signed. But he's at that point where I don't think many people can fully just bet on him 100% and his health. Just, we'll see what happens. I mean, he could have made a great deal now with the just a year thing, the franchise tag. Or it would have been better for him to try to get the multi-annual contract and you know
4: i wonder how far apart they were you know or are i mean like what does what he it's all it comes down to guaranteed money probably so i'm i'm curious to see if or, they're probably
2: pretty far i mean
4: what the, what what did uh, the guy from the giants well, get
2: olivier vernon is, had a similar career to demarcus prior to leaving for new york and has the same agent the franchise tag on a D end when he came out in 16 was 15 and a half, and he got 17 a year. And, and do you know his 50 million guaranteed? So five year, I think four, but don't quote me; I'm not sure. Um, but if he were allowed to hit the market, Demarcus could command 19 million a year. Uh, you know, guaranteed. sixty sixty million guarantee. I mean, it's stupid. Like people. <sighs> Players who affect the passing game are worth the stupid amount of money on the open market. Um, so it makes a lot of sense why they couldn't come to a deal because DeMarcus knows that, as it does his agent. And so why would you agree to anything less than that if you think there's 31 other teams that would be willing to pay it? So yeah. that's kind of, you know, they said that they were going to work really hard to get a long-term deal done during these two weeks, and I never bought that for half a second. Yeah.
1: Well, let me ask you this question. I do think that uh, one of the challenges at this point is that uh, you can talk about the, ca- the Cowboys going into free agency, and I think most of us agree, based on history, it doesn't suggest that the Cowboys would be heavy players in free agency. However, they do have a list of their own free agents, and they have traditionally looked to bring back some of those guys at least. And if if you look at some of the lower projections that are out there, of the amount of money the Cowboys have now against the cap because of this $17 million hit, you um, do you think that the Cowboys need to make some moves in order to free up at least money to get some of the free agents? And we're going to go through all those free agents that are their own free agents and whether we think the Cowboys will have them back, but do you think there's moves that they have to make right now in order to put themselves in position to at least resign their own guys?
4: Yeah, and, and, and that's why you, you never, it's not like a, a scoreboard of what's the score when you're talking about the, the cap because, number one, there's nine different answers and nine different ways to look at it. And then also, they can do what they want to do. Like they may not be able to sign three or four top free agents. They could sign people they want to. It's just how much do they want to push into next year and front uh, front load these contracts. But so yeah, I think that they have to do a couple of things to to get you know. But but see they're probably already projecting those things. They've already projected David Irving's w- what they're going to, you know, put in for him and so therefore they're like that's why they don't have a lot because they've already put that money in. So I don't think it's really a, a tough situation for them.
2: Right. And I mean, you know, the the one that gets talked about a lot is you can restructure Travis Frederick's deal to free up 7 million in room like if I had to guess, they've probably already done that. that in yeah. their head at least. You know, like they're going to officially trigger that clause in his contract and we'll write a story about it, but In their mind, it's already done. They've known they were going to do that for a while. And then uh, you could mess with Tyron's money if you want to. Uh, With his injury history over the last two years, I'm not sure that's a great idea. You could probably mess with Jason Witten's money. Uh, He signed. I mean, that's a pretty team friendly extension he signed. You. You would imagine he probably won't play to the end of that contract Maybe. mess with Des bryant's money you could very much <laughs> you could very much mess with des bryant's money we'll see i mean but not in the same way probably i i you know I feel like we've covered that pretty extensively yeah. i I mean I said on this show and many other places that I didn't think anything was going to wind up happening, but reading tea leaves and having some conversations over the last you know couple of weeks, it sure sounds like they're gonna try to get something done um yeah. we'll see you know. So does that mean a release or a pay cut or I, I mean, I don't know, but it's something to keep an eye on. There's going
1: to be a discussion. There's yeah. going to
2: something's going to happen. Obviously, you know, J- Jerry
4: said and the big headline over, over the weekend for Jerry was that, yeah, I want him back. Yeah. Well, yes, that. OK, that's fine. But at what price? And I'm sure the next question to J- to Jerry, I wasn't on the bus, but I'm sure the next question was about the money. I'll, yeah,
2: you want him back. Right. But Not at this price. And he didn't really go there. And, well, the fun—the funny thing, you know, Jerry—he made it sound very. He was like, "Well, what are y'all even talking about?" Okay. Like, <laughs> you know, but he's like, he's like, "We're gonna meet. We're gonna discuss. We're gonna discuss a lot of things." Blah blah blah. And uh, you know, I think it was Todd Archer made the point that was like, "Well." If you still think he's a number 1 receiver who's worthy of his production, why are you meeting with him? Yeah, like you're not you're not meeting with your guys who are earning I mean, their Z. contract. Yeah. yeah, you're not. Yeah, that, that was one of the things. I think I came in your yeah, office you the other did. day and I was like, you're not so, meeting you're not uh, so, meeting with Travis Frederick about how much money he's getting.
1: Right, cuz that was one of the questions that was asked to 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 Here. Garrett and uh, and he was like, well, you know, he was kind of non-committal on it. And I was like, if somebody ask you right now or somebody asked Garrett right now is Zeke going to be back next year he would say absolutely course, yes. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think when you listen to all the things that have been said, particularly by Stephen, Jason and and Jerry, I think it's very clear that they're going to have a discussion. What that discussion will entail, what they will ask of him, what he will ask back of them. We all don't know. I don't know if they even know. Like I think, but we do know there will be a discussion, and at some point, this organization is going to have to make a decision as to whether whatever amount of money is going to be on the books for him is worth it or not, and if they're going to move forward in that way. And Des will have to make a decision: is he okay with whatever amount of money that's going to
2: be? The interesting thing is, you know, it, it seems like we're so used to this stuff playing out like over a long period of time. I mean, it took forever to finally get a resolution to the Tony Romo saga, but I kind of feel like this one. Is going to be faster. I don't I mean I don't know if it's going to happen tomorrow, but like I don't, you know, because if they're not, if Des isn't on this team moving forward, they got to have a contingency plan. They, I mean, you know, I don't think you're just going to look at the draft as how you're going to replace Des. However, probably. I will say this: their contingency plan could be one that's
1: very easily put in place in April. Yeah, and because. I do believe – let's assume for a second that, that Dez is not on this team for whatever reason. If he's not on this team, I could see a scenario where they go into the draft, they get a a, a a wide receiver with their first or second pick, and then they go back and sign a guy like a Bryce Butler, and they feel like that's enough of a bridge until that guy comes along and is ready you know, to be their, their number one. Let's not
4: forget, though, the free agency is six weeks before that. I mean, I think I think – it's the other way around. I, whoever's sitting there in free agency after the draft, I don't know if I want that guy.
2: Well, but That's kind of how I feel too, and I think that might be how they feel. You don't think you think Bryce's going to get
1: like no, no but, up real but quick? six
2: weeks. I mean, and
1: I get yeah. that, but I, I I could see a scenario where Bryce is still sitting out there in free agency I say, at that point. I say and, six
4: weeks. It's probably four weeks because when you get to, like, April 15th, that's where they kind of stop with all right. that they stuff. Chill like, out all right, until they chill right. But
1: I could see a scenario where he's still sitting out there. And, the re- again, the reason why he'd be valuable to the Cowboys may be different than why he might be valuable to other teams. He knows the system. He's been well, in when, the system.
4: When's Des get? if they cut Dez, when would he get cut? Like, soon, right? That's – I like. Hey, I was. It has
3: to happen soon. I mean, because you would be counting with that money based on the other decisions you make. So exactly. But here's that the thing that needs to happen. Yeah. But if you're going to get. Thing in the free... That
1: makes me think that this doesn't happen quickly. Is you've heard we've heard consistently from Jason, Jerry, and and uh, and Stephen that there has not been a discussion at this point. If this is something that can happen quickly. Or soon, Stephen also. There should have been a discussion, I would think, at this point. It's not right? a long conversation. What would be the Steven? point?
3: Be the <laughs> you think point? it's literally
1: there just you like, you he want walks this or in. Not.
2: Okay.
3: What would be the point of having that conversation know. later on, though? And not soon enough? Because the point, in right. my understanding, would be to count with that money to figure out what you or where you're going to spend it on, or who you're going to spend it on. Earl. Free agency and.
2: <laughs> no, well, there was an article right. out saying that he's not going to be available, so. I absolutely I mean if you're if you are making that decision it's so that you can use those savings to upgrade your football team and that's not going to do you any good in a month and a half. Steven said that conversation was going to happen sooner rather than later a week ago and yeah. on Saturday Jerry said it was going to happen in the immediate future. I think, you know, you
1: think whatever's going to happen is going to happen quickly. And
2: whatever the resolution of this situation is, I think it'll be decided by the end of the month. And if he's not
4: on the team, oh. If, if, if he's not on the team, the first thing I do is re-sign Bryce Butler. That's the first thing I do. I agree with that. Because I don't want to be – now, he doesn't affect what I do in the draft. Absolutely. But I don't want to be pigeonholed into saying, oh, my God, you didn't get a receiver. When everyone knows this. So, the Ridley's gone at 12. People jump to get Kirk, whatever. And then you're sitting there going, do I have to take yeah Cortland Sutton here or whatever just because I have to? Which I'm not yeah. saying is a bad thing, but – I mean, you don't want to be forced into it. So I'm getting a guy that knows the knows the offense and, you know, he's
1: got some upside still. Yeah. All right. Let's um let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, I do want to talk about the free agents that the Cowboys that are Cowboys players who will be free agents, uh that the Cowboys will have to make some decisions on. We'll go through that list. I want you guys to tell me how you think they played last year what you foresee their role could be with the Cowboys, and then whether you think the Cowboys will or will not resign them. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what that's why when the game's on the line you're on your feet whether you're at home or in the stands actually you're more than a fan you are a member of cowboys nation and so is at&t doing their part to keep you connected to america's team all season long at&t is a proud member of cowboys nation ice cold dr pepper and the dallas cowboys go way back they belong together like texas and football silver and blue
1: to the break. Welcome back. This is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Thanks for joining us, Amber. Um, we're going to get into some free agency talk and actually sometime in the third segment. Hopefully, we'll have a little time. I want to get a few thoughts from Dave Hellman who's coming fresh fresh off the combine.
2: Fresh? Fresh. Off fresh the off the combine. We're all
1: getting back used to this whole radio thing. Like yeah. Just give me a second. Speak for yourself. Right. We're doing two draft shows a week. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're into four and Indy. Yeah, for me, I'm trying to get back into this. Me and Amber are trying to work our ways <laughs> back work our way back in. Um so we'll in the final segment, we will try to get some uh, some updates on, on what you saw out there at the combine conversations you may have had and and just catch us up on where we are there. Um but let's talk about free agency. There are um what tw- 12 guys I have on this list of uh, free agents and again what I want to do is I want to go through the list and I want you guys to tell me first how you think the player played last year secondly uh what do you think his role could be if he were to come back starter backup contributor whatever um and then whether you think the Cowboys will resign him um, and you expect that they're going to resign him okay so let's start first with the restricted guys let's start with uh, Brian Price defensive tackle one technique who I thought actually was a, a pleasant surprise last year in the time he played before he got injured.
4: I thought he did a good job. He there's not a lot of um uh, people on this team like him. You know, he obviously is a, one of the few one techniques that 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 plays that. He fits the uh ridiculous uh orphan title and uh you know, I think for that reason if he gets healthy with the knee injury which happened in early November, I think that he will be in the mix to compete for a job.
3: I forgot how severe was that? injury on acl
2: Uh, it wasn't pretty sure it was torn acl i mean he might have been more than that it happened in atlanta on november 12th and it ended his season so i mean it wasn't it did yeah
4: i saw where he got i thought he got november 6th he he signed i mean he uh, had a surgery november
2: 6th oh well then maybe maybe it was the week before that or maybe i don't know it happened yeah he was out for the rest of the year i thought it happened against atlanta maybe Maybe. wrong everything i mean Nothing really bad happened in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> how could you remember anything other than like he's he's restricted, but he's undrafted. Exclusive rights. Exclusive rights. Oh exclusive well rights. Then, yeah. 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 He's exclusive rights. He's he's back if they want him. If I they mean, want him. And you feel like they, they want him. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, think so. I think he you know,
1: he's just he's a one technique. He's yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, let's move on to uh, David
2: Irving. He is a restricted team. Oh,
1: Tell yeah. me about how he played last year.
2: Yes, when he was, played well, when he played, when he was on the field, he was pretty damn good. But that's a part of it. Those right? eight I, games I, were really good. Absolutely,
1: that's a part of this is that I don't know that that you really can trust that he's always going to be available. To you, and right? well, Even
3: with a concussion, he still got on the field and played well. But that's not good. No, I know he no. was.
2: Well, he, and, he <laughs> was suspended for the first month. Right, and then the last that's the month, part. yeah, he had lingering effects from a concussion yeah. that he didn't report. So great, dude. Uh, trustworthy, maybe not so much. So, so long-term deal.
1: Is, that a, is this no. a guy that you would invest a long-term deal in, or do you kind of give we him a tender do. and just kind of have him for another year and see where it goes?
2: We had a really heated conversation about that on one of our draft shows from Indy. Because I, I just have a hard time reconciling. Like, you spend so much time looking for pass rushers. It's so important. You've been so bad at it. And you found a defensive tackle who's capable of getting seven in eight games and you don't get the sense that he's that big of a priority in terms of keeping around for the long haul. But is that because you're only going to get eight games a year? Well, and yeah, I mean, there's a lot of reasons that you might feel that way. And on top of that, I mean, if you're going to try to make DeMarcus Lawrence a cowboy for life or whatever, I mean, there's only so much money to go around. They, they're they well aware that there's a very good chance they'll have to pay Dak. they got to worry about Zeke. they got other young, talented players that they're going to have to pay at some point. So, you know, at some point, it's a lot like, you know, DeMarco Murray, it's not that they didn't like him or any other free agent they've let go. It's not that they don't like him, it's that money only goes so far.
3: You know what I love with him is that on the line, like let's say you don't have him back and now you're left with DeMarcus Lawrence, obviously the main guy on the line, right? Therefore, whoever else comes in, they're not going to outshine DeMarcus Lawrence. And by having David Irving, to me, from what I've seen, it plays... Such a great balance there because even if you're focusing on D Law, you still have David Irving that you cannot just let him fly by because he's going to get the job done as well. So it's such a great balance and great chemistry between the two that I think it's awesome to have him there. And you can't just put it all on D Law,
4: he's a tough m- mismatch, uh, because of his size, and especially when you've got if you. you Exactly right. I mean when you have a running back that needs to look over here and or tight end to chip over here, he's he's tough for one guy in the middle to to, to stop. Now, the tenders are out I think it's just easy that he will be a second round tender, two point nine one million. That's what they'd have to pay for him. If somebody else signed him to a deal, the Cowboys kind of have the chance to match it. If not, they will receive a second-round pick. That will probably scare teams off to not messing with it. Um, you could also do a first-round tender Maybe. of four,
2: 4.1. Well, I think the, the I think they would take the second-round pick and say, oh, see you later. The first, I think— the, yeah, That's what I'm saying. I don't think it would scare teams off. The first-round tender, I think, would scare teams off. Right. But I think— the logic that I come around to is that the second round tender just might be low enough. And you saw this play out with um, CJ Anderson with Denver and Miami last, I think it was last year. Um, Denver put the tender on him. Miami offered him a deal and then Denver beat it out to keep him. So, So I think the second round maybe makes him just appealing enough that somebody offers him a contract. And if they did, I think the Cowboys would be more than happy to take that second round pick. Yep. And then, and you're okay with that. You're okay with that, losing that caliber of player for it, second round pick. It. I'm yep. not, I'm not going to go as far as to say I'm okay with it. It's a tough pill to swallow. Pass rushers are hard to find, but especially interior pass rushers, if they're determined that they're not going to give him a long-term deal, they might as well get something for it. I'm sure that's their logic. But it's so.
3: like one of those things where either option is still a good option, you know? Yeah. So,
2: yeah, they, oh, they'll take the second rounder. I don't Prefer, think they preferably, 4.1. Preferably, it's like you know a Cleveland or somebody it with won't a high be, second. It rounder. won't be though. You It'll be. You don't
4: know that. No, nah, but I, I do. I think so. I don't think that. I think it's a, the top of the second. You wouldn't give your second for David Irving unless it's like
2: you might New England or Philly or something way down down there. You might. I don't. I mean, it's a defensive tackle that's capable of getting seven sacks. Those guys don't grow on trees.
1: Which is precisely the reason why, in my opinion the second round tender may not be worth it. Like, if all, if you're going to get back, if you're okay with that, you're going to get back a second round pick – Name the last time you've had a second round pick that's an interior defensive no, lineman that could generate the pass rush. They certainly end. they certainly You're not gonna replace that production with a second round pick, are you? They certainly what, which don't production? have the,
4: the eight games or the, eight, the the four at the end of <laughs> the seven can, sacks. I can replace hey, that can, regardless-
1: you, can you replace
2: the seven sacks at an interior defensive line position? Let's run down the list of
1: their Never last ten
2: second round picks <laughs> for as <laughs>
4: no when
3: I was, was the last time yeah. the Cowboys had a good pass rush?
2: Last, like, last year.
3: <laughs> exactly. Harvey and Martin. that included David Irving in the time that he was on the field.
2: Yeah. which I yeah, agree. If you're willing to really play the long game, so what I would love is if they put the tender on him and nobody's interested, then you're only, so you're paying him 2.9 million. Then when he hits unrestricted free agency, you can let him go and you probably get, if not a third, then at least a fourth round compensatory pick for him in 2020. I mean, that's a long game, but. I think they're better next year if he's on this team. I and I just look at. I think there's. I I would
1: guess if you're if the t- I would think like you were talking about with free eight, with the franchise tag, I would think a team would have to start at whatever that amount is for the second round tender was two point whatever million. Uh-huh. I think there will be teams that will be willing to do him a, do a deal with him that's a three or four year deal yeah. that averages three four million a year. Absolutely, I think there will be t- and especially if they backloaded to where they're not really tied to the final year final two years whatever it is. I think there'll be teams out there that are willing to do that, and I think so. I think if you do a second-round tender on him, I could very easily see a scenario where he no longer is with this team, and I think that's Absolutely. a big blow to to the Cowboys. I, I agree.
2: Know. I will. I mean, the flip side of that coin, if you trust them to draft well, uh, this is a deep defensive tackle class. I mean, they they could get a good defensive tackle in the second round with the pick they get for him, but I, I'd rather have him on the team than not. The big thing about that,
1: though, is you got a lot of positions where you could use a second-round pick sure. on those yeah, positions. Absolutely. So it just adds to that list of— I think they take the pick. It, but I'm just saying, it just adds to that list of guys you now have to fill in the draft. Um, you know, and I, and I think that list is is sizable, I think. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about Keith Smith, fullback for the Cowboys. How did he play last year? What were your thoughts on him?
2: I love that guy. And, and you know— his role as a fullbacks probably overstated a little bit. He was on the field as a fullback 12% of the time. It's not, I mean, he's good when he's out there, but it's just not like it's this huge component, but he's a special teams guy. He's great on special teams. He does his job in the offense. He's got probably the most underrated hands on the team. Maybe. I mean, he only gets like two opportunities per year, but I'm just always impressed at how well he catches for a converted linebacker. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he's a good locker room guy. He's got a lot of attitude. He's got some dog to him. He's a Q. So, um, yeah. And I th- uh, there, <laughs> there was a uh, don't do it, Nick. Stretching. Don't do it. And I've seen you punched no. at training camp. There was, uh, there was a report last week. and He's, he's restricted. He was undrafted. They're not going to put a tender on an undrafted guy. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a report that they want him back and they're going to try to get a deal done with him. With your deal should not be hard i mean it's a lot like before you you know you forget jeff heath wasn't a starter when he signed that deal it was very similar it's not like there's this huge demand for his services so that happens a lot they, they they'll buy basically they're
4: buying next year's free agent year for them they'll, they'll basically buy it so it's a two-year i would imagine he'll get like a two or three-year deal and because of the tender even the, the lowest tender is 1.9 you're not gonna do that for a fullback. So I think he'll get like he'll probably get like a two year deal worth about you know two million maybe one eight
2: something like that. I'm not yeah a little I don't bit of money in his pocket and put him very team friendly deal. He's I mean yeah I I would be surprised if they don't try to keep him around at a yeah. and and the money's not big enough that it's even really a big deal. I would actually love to see them use him a little bit more, especially on short yeah. yardage. I think. There's an opportunity I'm for him not only the carrying the ball, but leaking
1: out of the backfield and catching the ball some too. So I, I hope they resign him. I hope they use him a little bit more in the offense. I think they need a little more diversity, and he could provide that. Do we need to speed this up? We need, yeah, we do. We need to right. go faster. So, right.
4: we got sorry. three guys in.
2: Sorry. On, uh, undrafted free agents. Okay. Let's
1: move on to Byron
2: Bell. You take it. Left tackle. I, I mean, I got to believe there's a, a veteran tackle that you could get for the same or maybe a little bit more who might be better. But – if that's I mean, whatever, I'd b you don't feel bad for. about
1: them bringing him back. You don't feel great about them letting him go. I mean, you don't feel bad about them letting him go.
2: I feel bad if their plan is to just let him be the swing tackle without any competition, you know, but either fine. Well, what about Chaz? Same thing. I just, I mean, he's, he's under contract. He's, I know that's what I'm saying. that's, his, beat, com- that's his
1: competition, right?
2: Draft a guy or spend a little bit more money to get a better caliber player. That's pretty much how I feel. All right, let's move on to Jonathan
1: Cooper. How did he play last year? Give me his scouting report on he him. He played pretty well when he when he
4: uh, f- when he finally got in there and 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 got you know was was the solidified starter. I thought he did a, a pretty good job. Uh, had a tough injury there at the last game of the season, um, and I think that's going to hurt h- any kind of leverage he might have. So I think therefore I think he comes back. I think the Cowboys re-sign him and bring him back. Uh, probably a pretty decent deal for the Cowboys and maybe the potential to have a guy that. That starts, but I don't think he is the set starter again. I think he'd have to earn mm, it once again. Really?
1: So who do you think is going to be the set starter? I don't know if he's on the team. Okay. Veteran, sure. draft. Uh,
4: I What I would imagine, if I had to guess, you re-sign him, nice deal, draft a guy, middle rounds, Hope that he can play a little center as well. You get some versatility there, or maybe tackle as well. Guard tackle. Probably not expecting him to Something come. Like in.
1: If he's a middle round guy, he's not coming in next year and starting, right? Over a guy that played pretty well as a starter this you, you, year. You wouldn't think, but you never know. You never know. Yeah. Okay. If you
3: let them compete. I would. Yeah. But, just let them compete. Training camp, you know, just see what the other guy has got. If he's better, you earned your spot.
1: Yeah. There we go. All right. Let's go to Alfred Morse. That.
3: Love, love him. I mean, everyone loves Alfred, and but I just um, depends how much money it is. I would say the Cowboys still need a running back. I don't know if they would just choose the option to draft one later, later in the draft. But I wouldn't mind him having back, having him back. Although we started seeing, you know, them not really using him that much, so maybe that's a sign that they're done with him.
1: I think it's pretty clear, and I'll, I'll let you guys talk about. it. I think it's pretty clear that they prefer to see Rod Smith Rod. as their second running back. You guys agree with that?
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: uh, yeah. They 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 never appeared or, interested in using him after after they um, drafted Zeke Elliott. I mean, he was that's we always talk about it. You you do things in the in free agency to prepare you for if you don't address the problem in the draft, but they did, and he so kind of became redundant. I love him to death as a person. I don't think he'll be back here. And honestly, I think there's probably backfields in the NFL where he could still go and play a larger role. A lot more
1: opportunities, yeah.
2: don't know that he's dying to re-sign here either. So
4: in that role that you said about drafting a running back, I mean that's a perfect position where you can draft a running back in the sixth round and say be the third back behind Rod Smith, maybe the second.
2: You never know. I mean we've seen back, and backs that, and know, absolutely special teams and yeah, absolutely loaded running back class. I would and they have seven picks on day three. I'd be shocked if a running back isn't one of the seven. Can I, I can I have a pick there? Sure. I'll take Hines. Okay. Nakeem Hines? or Naheem Hines. Hines excuse me. Where, where is he from? North Carolina, North Carolina State. Carolina
4: State. Fastest running back at the combine, right? What was the time? I think it was four three three, something like that. that.
1: You'd beat it, beat it at the 40? <laughs> I can beat that. No, you can't. <laughs> All right. All right, let's move on. Uh, Kyle Wilber. Kyle Wilber, linebacker.
2: I always ju- – like, I ju- how many special teams aces do you need – <laughs> no i'm serious and i don't is that the only role that he fills here though wait a second ace uh, no i i'm how many times do i have to do this with you kyle wilber is a great special teams player he he's a guaranteed special teams play per season he does i mean he does big play yeah but per season is not an ace Per season, you're talking special teams like the leading special teams tackler in the league maybe has 10 in a year did i forget mean did one from last year i can't remember that uh, he forced the fumble again or, oh 2017 I mean I don't remember he's a good special teams he's player he's a good special teams player and a versatile guy who can do everything for you that's the part that probably could get him back here but see versatility go, they but, love
1: that don't they Go, that's never
2: play defense go look at this his snaps on defense decreased every year after he signed his extension i not only when they got more talent in here but when they realize, like, I'm not sure this guy is really what we want in terms of being on the field on defense. I mean, the vast majority of his work this past season came on special teams. But,
4: but let's, let's not forget, and, and this is a big part, a lot of times on special teams, that's the stuff you don't see. You know, you get a guy here, he knows, oh, this guy's coming here, blocked it, because all it takes is a guy, y'all, you bring some guy in. They did it a few years ago. They brought a guy in from the, from the Seahawks, and he came in there, and got a punt blocked, and they lost the game. You know, because he didn't understand that
2: stuff. So sometimes on special teams, it's stuff we don't see. But I'm, don't. J- James Han is a, special te- a good special teams player. Jeff Heath is a good special teams player. Keith Smith is a good special teams player. Kayvon um, Frazier. Kayvon Frazier is great. On, like, how many of these guys? Xavier Woods is going to be pretty good. Yeah, I think so, too. How many of these guys can you afford to give money to, especially when you're talking about an unrestricted free agent? Sixth year. I also think it's worth pointing out that uh, his special teams coach who loves him is now in Oakland. Um, so I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, I guess, but I, I don't think he's a big, big priority for them to bring back. Okay. Um, LP Lattiser back, Speaking a special team, bring him back.
4: Let's- Same thing about what you said about Oakland. I guarantee you that Basachi is over there looking at that. Um, but I think LP, um, he's still got a few more years left, but I, I know that he's already thinking of things after football and some of those things involved, Involve this area. Uh, I just would be shocked if he's not back and I think the Cowboys would will pay. He'll be
3: back walking around eating his cookie.
2: Eating his cookie? He does. He does like to snack. Yeah. All right, Bryce Butler. Good. Isn't that when the contingent, right? Yeah.
1: You just kind of hold that that's your glass break in case of emergency.
2: Ask me, yeah, ask me in 2 weeks. I mean, when we know what's going to happen with Des, ask me about Bryce. And their whole thing is, if that's their contingency plan, they better figure it out. Because I, I mean, I got to imagine that he's going to get at least an offer somewhere. You know, I don't know if yeah. I don't think he'll be in that first wave though. And that's
1: no, the thing no. about the thing about free agency is, you know, you kind of have your first wave of free agents, and those are going to be the guys at day one, day two, day three. Yeah. Those will be those guys, and then the rest of them start trickling, in, and they could be, you know three weeks after that, four Absolutely. weeks after that, whatever. So if the timetable on Dez is what you guys think it will be, then there's plenty of time to wait on Bryce. And, and he should still, I don't think he's going to be in that first way. So I think he'll still be available for you to do a deal with him if that time comes. And he's made it clear. The only way he wants to come back is if Dez were not a part of the mix. That's what he right. said. Those are the words that, that he put out
2: there. He so. signed his deal here. He was the first signing they made. He signed within like two hours of the market opening up. Right. So I don't know. i he never thought what was going to happen. He never thought Terrence was going to be back, and didn't think they would draft two receivers. Yep, I I lean toward thinking no, but yeah, I, I, it wouldn't shock nothing. That wouldn't shock me either. I'm and the same I, way. I, I, I don't. It would be a team friendly. I don't. Too. I don't know. But if he's if Dez isn't back, I think I would
4: try to sign him. All right. I think he wants to come back.
1: Let's take our final break, and when we come back. I want to hit Anthony Hitchens and talk a little bit about him because he's the one guy out here that I think. Is going to have probably the most generate the most interest on the free agent market. Yeah. And I want to know if you think the Cowboys even have a shot of trying to resign a guy like Anthony Hitchens. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it. And your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players, and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit Get Jack Black dot com slash cowboys to get ten dollars off your first order of fifty dollars or more. Jack Black. Look
0: good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. To the break. Welcome back. It is the
1: final segment of the break. Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. I'm enjoying this show. I'm having fun. Today. Good. You guys enjoying it? Yes. I love talking about football. I love.
3: football. You know, no, I was just thinking <laughs> that look you the have is kind of
1: like, oh no, I'm not feeling. No,
3: I was just thinking. I'm like, I was thinking about Noah Brown and how he played last year, and thinking the similarity that he has with Dez. How sometimes you got them both confused. I know I did. Like somehow, all the time. All yeah time. that's an interesting so, thought I don't know
1: do you do you think there is any chance whatsoever that Noah Brown is ready to step in and be a much bigger contributor yet?
2: here's the thing and I get this from fans all the time when we talk about safety be, you know Jerry Jerry confirmed for us basically what we already knew which is that they're going to give Byron a look at cornerback and so you talk about you know that's a need you got to fill this you get same thing with wide receiver and I get comments from people all the time it's like well you don't believe in Xavier Woods and Kayvon Frazier? And you can say the same thing about Noah Brown. It's like, why all this talk about replacing Dez when you got Noah Brown on the roster? Why don't you give Xavier Woods a shot? And I, I don't mean that as a shot at any of those guys. I think they're all great players that could develop into, you know, starting caliber players. But you can't you can't approach a Get season on with it. that mindset. You can't bank yeah. on a seventh-round yeah. pick becoming a starter. you got to spend resources. I mean, that's just... If you if you go into a season, you know, with you're like, well, if the best case scenario plays out, we'll be pretty good. You're probably gonna get well, yourself. Well, he's in not trouble. even a
3: guy that when you talk about wide receivers for the Cowboys, that that name that name doesn't really cross my mind. When right. You're talking about wide receivers, right. but, but then that he did come into my mind. He absolutely. I'm like, wait.
2: He absolutely and the f- could develop into a really good player. I think he's awesome. He had a great training camp. The fact of the matter is, if the Cowboys
1: take a wide receiver earlier parts of the draft as many expect they would. And let's say, for example, Dez is still on this team. There's a scenario where maybe Noah isn't on this team. Oh, no, no, no. You don't think?
4: No, because you got that 83 over there that's just got it one more year before you can cut ties there.
1: So how many would you carry on this team if you got into that kind of situation?
4: I just think you can't make the decision – I mean I, I if Noah Brown is good and then you draft someone, I just think that they have a the bad contract here was, was the one they did with Terrence and right. we all saw that. And that that's what they're gonna have to figure out. And they have to got one more year to kind of go through that where I think you can realistically cut him. But let's say that that, Ter- that he's gone. Let's say Dez is gone and maybe we'll see more out of Terrence. But I don't know. I'm not I'm not expecting that. Also Sorry, I'm just saying you got to remember, like these. You draft someone, you got to remember a couple years ahead. And I don't know if, if if Terrence Williams has another season like he had last year.
2: I, I don't think he would be back. If they keep Des and, and draft a receiver, they're probably not bringing Bryce Butler back. Right, and so that would still just leave you with six, six. which is the same number you. But at some
1: last point, year. don't you expect that that last guy on the roster at wide receiver is going to have to do more than just be the last guy on the roster, right?
2: Well that but I'm yeah. you know, Noah Brown I mean he he blocked he he played some special teams yeah. like he's not just like a wasted use of a game jersey so started playing more. Yeah. I don't it, that doesn't bother me right now. Okay.
1: All right, let's take uh let's go ahead and get back to free agency before we do that though Nick had a message for all you Oh yeah. loyal listeners out there.
2: Well I had a question for Dave
4: too. Yo, you're a free agent? Yeah. Would you rather be restricted or unrestricted? Unrestricted. Yeah, unrestricted. Oh, See my that? Oh god. When it comes so to underwear, you also want to so be more, unrestricted So many more as benefits well. of unrestricted. Right, you can you can go different different ways. So how does to. that
3: apply to? So underwear? Tommy
4: John, no <laughs> adjustment needed. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Where did Dave go? What's
1: going on on the struggle bus over
2: yeah, there? I, uh, happened. I, my I hit the lever on my chair and it's. <laughs> I didn't realize how far down I went.
1: Now Dave, are you standing? I wish.
2: Is this, Tell you what, why standing? don't you just
1: stand up? Just,
2: let's oh, just stand I up thought he was standing. There we, go. Okay, there we go. My shoes got caught in the chair, too. It was a little. It was a debacle. I'm glad <laughs> yeah, that was all on that camera.
4: Jim. That was worse than, than this joke that I had, so that's good. It offset that. Glad that was all on camera for everybody. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: the camera wasn't on you, but as soon as we said it, it went right to you fine. on an ISO. Fine. So so that's fine. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. Awesome.
4: Okay, back to Tommy John. Yes. No adjustment needed. Tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys where they let Tommy John be your unrestricted free agent or yeah. exclusive rights free agent one of the two <laughs> franchise tag as well but what? Uh, let's go on let's move on
3: i'll keep my mouth it, shut it, it, it is the for franchise. the sake of the- save shut. save
2: this final segment please. please please all right let's get back to free agency. i went south like you did
1: exactly I,
3: <laughs> I want to talk
1: about anthony hitchens because he is the guy if you look at this list that will probably generate the most interest in free agency this year across the nfl not that he's going to be like you know priority one for a lot of teams, but he will be a guy that I think there will be some teams that will express some interest. Uh, what are your thoughts on number one, how he played, um, and then number two, whether you think it's even possible that the Cowboys could bring him back, understanding the, the the cap ramifications of of what they've
2: already done and what they're expected to do over the next few weeks? I think he's a baller. I think he had his best season. He missed like the first month of the season because of the injury to his knee in the preseason. Still. Played like a total badass. Played can play Mike, can play Will, could play Sam if you needed him to. But why would you? Because he can do the other two. Um,
4: he might be the toughest player on the team. He gets hurt. I remember standing there in Oakland. He got hurt in the end zone right before the Heath play. Never would have thought that he's going to play the next week. I mean, he, but he does. I mean, he he fights through it. I and mean, he's he's witten like on the defensive side when it comes to that. People always talk about him getting hurt. But he doesn't miss a lot of games. He really doesn't. He came back. Did kinda... he
3: tell you that too?
4: What? Yeah, did he made a
3: comment to him? Yeah, yeah. I did. I did. He Make... made sure to yeah. let you know. Well,
4: and then and then what happened? He missed the next four games. So maybe he
2: shouldn't. Have <laughs> <been> <laughs> all well, I yeah. mean, he broke a he broke a bone in his knee, and yeah, he was back by like October tenth or whatever the Green Bay game was. I I mean, he's not an all pro, but. He's, he's, he's just, he's really good. He's Those a glue guy. Great locker room guy. Not like, you know, good team character guy. Um, he's that guy that it's like, he got two phones
4: and you're like talking to his agent here. And then you're talking about Jalen Smith's rehab over here. Like, hold on. How are we looking over here? Cause if we're looking really good and he's going to have a chance to really be much better then I, I, I think it's just probably too much to try to pay him here. Cause you kind of went for it with Jalen Smith. And I think we're going to see where Jalen's going to be a good player. But, I mean, and then the wild card, obviously, is Sean Lee in his health. But I think I think you got to go get – and I mean, you might have said this last time we talked – get another Hitchens. Yeah. Draft another guy. And, and they tried with yeah, I was going to say,
1: that's not as easy as they you They tried. Said yeah. They tried
4: with Damian Wilson. Wait, well,
2: I, th- I think Barry Church is a great corollary for Hitchens. I think it's the I same. You know, he's yeah. a glue guy, good character guy, very good starter for your team, yep. not – probably not ever going to be a pro bowler. He's not going to be in headlines about free agency. You know, I, I read a free agency preview where like he wasn't even on the short list of linebacker, which I thought was kind of insulting. Yeah. But I think, you know, I think a team would give him 20 to 30 million. I mean, Barry got 26 in Jacksonville. He wasn't even, I think he was the fourth biggest signing they made last year, but he was obviously a key part of that defense that got them to the conference title game. I I see something similar for him. Like he's not going to break the bank, but it'll probably be more than the Cowboys can afford with the structure of everything else they have to do. But he might be one of those
4: guys that it like you said, if he's not in that first wave of stuff, he yeah. might be a guy that the that now the Cowboys start, they Which, call him back and say, "All right, and it's been a week." Um
2: I love I I feel like I have to point this out. I mean, I spent all last spring just saying bye to Terrence, like no way, no how. And sure enough, they I signed him away. back. So anything's possible, but if I had to bet on it, I think he'll get a better offer from somebody else. And I actually talked to Steven. It's another example of 31 is
4: better than one, just in general,
1: unless you're playing golf. Take the field. For the most part, 31, oh, yeah. 31 teams <laughs>
4: yes. seem to Thank you.
1: right. And um, you look at the amount of money that's out there in free agents. I mean, that's out there staggering. caps. There, there's a team that has $100 million in cap space. So yeah, there are teams Oof. that have a lot, plenty of money to spend. Browns? Think
2: it's Maybe. Cleveland, yeah. I I think there's hundred.
1: I think there's too. another one that has like eighty nine. Like there's teams that have a, a ton billion of money. They're going to be
2: good. Billion dollars in cap space. Yeah, there's a lot
1: of room out there for teams. So that's what makes it really hard for the Cowboys. Is that not not only is a good player,
2: but there are a lot of teams with a lot of money that are trying to fill we, holes that, that will do it with free agency. We talked to Stephen about that in Indy, and he, I mean he, they need two linebackers because Wilbur and Hitchens are both free agents. Whether they bring them back, whether they sign another guy. And draft another guy. I think linebackers another spot where it's a pretty good bet they'll find a way to draft one too. Do they
1: talk at all about um, about um, Damian Wilson and and kind of where he is at this point? Are they relying on him? Do they want to? Do they want to see more opportunities for him? Do they feel like if they let Hitchens go, he fills that role, or is it just one of those situations where they kind of like he is what he is? We'll roll out the contract. We'll finish out the contract, and that's it.
2: I do not think his name came up. Um, So do with that what you will, although depending on how things shake, out, I think, you know, he's probably your primary candidate to play Sam or at least one of them. And then he can make a push if they want him to. But I don't think we really talked about it. OK.
4: I think 19 could be possible for, you know, linebacker. Well, there's really only two. In the first round, and they, I guess one of them could fall if these quarterbacks jump up there. Who and are the two? Depends on Smith and um, Edmonds. But I don't Tremaine Edmonds. Oh think is there? No, is Boise There's State
2: there? He's
4: he's Boise State. The guy with six there. names
2: is coming up there. Leighton six? Leighton Vander Esch. Uh, that only three. Whatever. He's climbing. Two? He's climbing up the. Our guy mess it up. Okay. He's climbing up the prospect <laughs> board. I don't know. Nick Eatman. He looks like Sean Lee to me. Like just watching him, watching him. Smaller guy? No, big guy. He's he's, he's good size. I heard him compared to Urlacher. I don't know yeah, if he's as tall. I didn't like that. I don't comparison. know if <laughs> I I mean, but he's did one he, of the Hall of
4: Fame. Well, I didn't like the comparison. I haven't seen Leighton Van der Esch return punts
2: like Urlacher did in college. He was good a beast. Point. I I I resolved. Me and Brian both, Dane Brugler convinced us that we need to watch him again because I didn't love him when I watched him. I was like, okay. You're pretty good, I guess. I don't know. But
4: (laughs) can I get your thoughts? I don't know where this is on your list, but since we're talking these guys, can I just get your
2: thoughts on Shaquem Griffin? What do you need my thoughts for? Like, he put it all out there for everybody, right? But But would you draft him knowing that he could play in the NFL? Yes. Where would you draft him? Fourth round. Pick 116. And where does he play for this team? Uh I would he would be a special teams monster and then you put him out there in certain situations like pass rush situations. I'd put him on the field in that um three down lineman, whatever, you know, money forty four or whatever, let him be just a designated pass rusher basically. It's, He's fast as hell and he gets to the quarterback. He's
4: unbelievable. When, when I when I think about him and I think about okay, every play here comes a guard that's pulling, and you know, this here's big 66 for the Packers, and he's got to shed this block. You think he could get get by that? I mean, from what he's overcome in his life, to be able to 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 bench press 20 reps like that. I mean, like, he's overcome this his whole life. So nothing that is put on in front of him in a football field is ever really going to to be something that he can't overcome. You know what I mean? He, to me, he seems like a winner.
2: Like he can, he can figure it. I mean, he can and figure it out. I guarantee, if they haven't already, well, I don't, I don't know if they met with him at the combine. I have no idea if they're going to try to bring him here, but they will fall in love with his personality. He's that. He's well. Got, he's, he's that in here. Remember? No, yeah. Well, I don't. Won, I know. I don't know who he met with or you know. He won the Jason Witten award. Yeah. He was yeah, Right. For, right. Yeah. Um, uh, he's he's got an infectious personality. He'd be an amazing locker room guy. You kind of lose me when you start talking about like the third round because I want a starter. I want a full time starter in the third round. I don't. I'm not willing to make that jump. And so, but pick one sixteen. Have him be on all your special teams. Be a great locker room guy. Probably would be a captain at some point in his career. And then he can come in and do stuff like rush the passer and disrupt plays. Absolutely.
1: The the closest example that we've really seen in the NFL is JPP. He lost his hand or part of his hand um, in that fireworks accident. And you listen to the people talk about his play in New York. He's not the same player. He's still a good player, not the same player. And that's the only thing that makes me a little bit concerned. And again, you're right. What this kid has overcome suggests that he has the ability to overcome a lot more than the average person. I just don't know because I've never played linebacker in the NFL. How valuable is that hand? Like, are there we've certain seen, things that without that hand you're not going to be able? You just can't not do. We've seen
2: players play with a with a club, a club yeah, and, and that's. Yeah. But again, that's
1: equivalent. You're right.
2: JPP was pick 11, and he's a franchise caliber pass rusher. That's I'm not drafting it's this. Not equivalent. Of, Hold on, real quick. It's not equivalent because when
4: you play with that, you wrap it up, and now you're like, oh, this is weird. Since he was five years never old, done it before. and also, here's another thing: is it a twin or just an older brother? Twin, twin. Okay, so when you have a twin brother, especially one that 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 has more capabilities, he's been he's been battling his whole life. They even asked him after the 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 forty, what, what we were you thinking? Was I faster than my brother? I mean, like this guy's been doing this his whole life, so he understands. It's like Jim Abbott when he was pitching; that guy under you know knew how to put the glove here and. Put, because that's just what you do. It's that's just what you do. He knows yeah. how to do it. He'll he'll get more turnovers than.
3: Honestly, I think Jalen's case would have worried me more than him.
2: Yeah, good point. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't draft him to play sixty defensive, defensive snaps a game. That's I'm I'm looking at him on day three. I've heard people say they draft him in the third round, and that seems early to me. Because mm-hmm. I want a guy that's drafted in the third round to play every snap. I don't think I would draft him to do that, but. I think he could be a hell of an addition as a role player for any team. And I don't think, I don't think anybody's going to be afraid of drafting him. I think everybody's going to have an idea of what they could do with him.
1: Since Nick took us there, give me a couple names of some other guys that stood out to you at the Combine that you think are worthy of Cowboys fans keeping an eye on. So, I mean, good players, did good things at the Combine that also would be available to the Cowboys.
2: Yeah, oh, Put me on the spot. Um I think I, one way or another, I th- a good receiver will be there for them somewhere. Like it's just too good of a receiver class. And Calvin Ridley, he didn't blow people away with his measurables. That help get the, yeah, absolutely. 19. I'm, you know, it'll be dicey, but I think he'll be in that range. And if he doesn't get to 19, then he could at least fall to a spot where you feel comfortable trading up for him. If do you will. would you, would no. do
1: you think he's good enough that you would no. give up picks in order to move up to get him?
2: No. Because there's so many other. I mean, my guy DJ Moore. He's probably he moved himself into the first round conversation. He measured in way taller, way taller than people yeah, thought like he would. Two or three
1: inches taller. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay. Way faster. Um, can I change it? Can I change the question? Just yeah. Dez is released. Yeah.
4: You didn't really love what you got in free agency. Well. I mean, okay,
2: you got Bryce, and you got it is you what got, it is. I you mean, got a guy from no. <laughs> just there's got to be a body. There's got to okay, be yeah, a guy that's that, that I'm saying. But yeah, but
1: that, that, that's Bryce. We've all agreed. You got, got that we, Bryce, that and Bryce. You got another guy.
4: guy. You got a guy four year. I, uh, who I don't. I can't think of one. I don't even know who's available. But you just got someone that's whatever. So now Ridley is at fifteen,
2: sixteen. Still wouldn't do it. Still wouldn't trade no. him. Okay. I mean, that says a lot about what you think of Ridley, right? I, I just, he, I mean. Dane, he's, he describes him as a great number. He'll be an awesome number two receiver in the NFL. He might be the best number two in the league. You trading up for that? I'm not. No, I'm not, I'm not is there a number if one? If
1: he's years. a top-rated receiver, then is there a number one receiver in this class?
2: That I, you can project? Now, I know that there will be people that we don't see today. I'm just stealing words out of Dane's mouth. But, like, okay, Cortland Sutton is a guy that could develop into a one receiver. He's also probably the rawest of all of the make help names. the Cowboys right now and right need help right now which the the dudes that you're looking at are like ready-made number twos who could come in here right away I mean DJ Moore Calvin Ridley Michael Gallup is another one that people like a lot um what I
1: love about DJ Moore that that I think fits this team so well is just the sheer number of quarterbacks he's had to play with and he's been productive with all of them mm-hmm. and and when you're talking about a young quarterback that the Cowboys have that just gives me a little more. That makes me think that he's the kind of receiver that's going to get open, present himself well. It just quarterback they, will be able to make easy throws to get it to him, and then he'll make plays. I'm an SMU quarterback that was in the in the league.
4: No, he's not. That, that's, <laughs> that's what gets, that's what gets me about Cortland Sutton. Sutton, he's he's
1: playing. Now I know he's I not get playing that, great but I'm just saying the, just the number, the number that, that yeah. DJ Moore has had to play with and been productive with those guys, like. That just to me that blows my mind and when you think about the
2: sheer number of quarterbacks. You don't have to sell me on DJ Moore. I just worry. So- <laughs> I'm so, but I I like him so much. I, he I think he moved himself into the first round at the yeah. combine, and I, really? but I I absolutely would you. Would but you, I don't think you, the Cowboys would draft him at 19. So it almost feels futile to talk. about
1: But it. do you think that this is a situation where the Cowboys would be if let's say he's moved himself in the first round, but it's late first round? Does that present an opportunity maybe where you drop back? Because you feel trading. like there are a lot of guys we like, if we got back to twenty three, we might still be
2: able to trading get them. down I the board. Happened with Des. Trading uh, down the board would be my absolute ideal scenario I, because I, whether it's DJ Moore, whether it's Will Hernandez, the guard from UTEP, whether it's Isaiah, he's Wynn, a mountain, didn't he? He's huge. Yeah. Um, whether it's one of the tight ends, what there's a variety of guys that should be there between 20 and 32 that I would feel just fine taking, especially if you can add another pick to that. The problem is, who's who's so desperate to get up? We're talking about how bad your options well, are. That's at 19. where you hope
1: those one of those quarterbacks is still sitting there, and somebody wants to get up to yeah. him, right?
2: You hope, but I mean, you know, what if the Cowboys want him? The Saints, <laughs> the, the Saints system. are a team that like love that people love to put Lamar Jackson right. with. Maybe that's an option. Maybe they feel like he'll keep falling. I mean, how many teams between the Cowboys and the Saints need a quarterback? The Bills come to mind. A lot of people think the Bills might trade up into the 10s or whatever, like the Chiefs did last year. So it's, I don't, I've never been more clueless about what the first round of the draft looks like. It's going to be, I, I think it's going to be really interesting. I, I said this way back,
4: you know, a few months ago that the biggest move of the offseason, the biggest decision is Des because that everything we're talking about is different it, whether or not he's on the team or yep. not.
1: Absolutely. All right, we appreciate you joining us back next week. Uh, these guys will take you through free agency. That'll be the beginning of free agency. Let you know what's going on there. Till then, for Nick Geatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com Radio.